go. Welcome back to Motor and Millennials with Anthony Lucci and Zach Rothenberger. Here is where we keep the wheels turning and the rubber burning, baby. Ain't that right, Zach? Oh, man. Yeah, it is. That's right. We, uh, man, I'm getting fired up with that saying. But, uh, you know, as always, before we you know get into today's episode, we always like to give a local shout out to a local racer and friend of the, the podcast and a friend of ours. So this week, we're going to highlight Jared Kissinger from Ken's Custom Chassis and KKC Performance located just outside of Reading, Pennsylvania. He finished fifth in PDRA Top Dragster this season, which is a great accomplishment. I know him and his family travel, you know, all over you know, the country for that, that series and to finish fifth with some pretty stiff competition every month is, uh, is very impressive. Um, you know, he's been racing the car for several, several years now, still very young in his top dragster uh, career. So this is just, we just want to give a shout out, show him some, some love. Uh, you know, you can check them, check him and his family's business out at KKC performance on social media, um, and, or at Ken's Customs chassis. They do a bunch of different things, whether it's selling performance and, speed parts to building a dragster um, and other chassis work from rear ends. You can order drive shafts through them, bunch of stuff. Definitely check them out. They're a great family, great people. We want to give them a shout out and congrats on your top five finish, Jared. Nice job, Jared. And I, I'll, I'll vouch that Zach's always uh, recommending, you know, whenever I am talking about suspension work, he's like, go up to Ken's custom chassis. He's like, they'll get you set off. They, they got everything you need. So uh, well-deserved for sure. So two episodes ago, it was we talked about some exciting news about the NHRA moving out of California and over to the state of Indiana. Um, Their headquarters in California is for sale. Um, If you didn't check out that episode, make sure you go back and listen to it after this one. Um, And but one of our topics today is kind of related to that. Um, Definitely is around the whole NHRA. Uh, world and specifically um, in the pro classes. So news broke last week about a new team forming in the NHRA. And we're going to talk in detail about that. Um, who makes up the team, who's owning the team, uh, all the details, getting into the nitty gritty. And Zach and I are going to give our opinion on the new team and what it means to the NHRA and the drag racing community. So that's one of the topics uh, today. And uh, yeah, Zach, you want to get into it? Yeah, for sure. So I believe it was last Wednesday when, or last Wednesday or Thursday when there was a press conference, I believe it was in Charlotte with, uh, with Tony Stewart. Uh, he's forming Tony Stewart. He, he already had formed Tony Stewart racing, but now Tony Stewart racing for TSR as they're calling it is now branching out into the NHRA ranks. Um formed with, with Leah Pruitt and Matt Hagen, Leah Pruitt running top fuel and Matt Hagen running funny car. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. You know, I mean, we obviously know Leah and Matt both raced for Don Schumacher the last several years. So, you know, seeing them transition to Tony's team now should be interesting. Uh, they're going to be based out of Brownsburg, Indiana, which is ironic because Don Schumacher racing is also based out of Brownsburg, Indiana. And that's also where the NHRA is looking to move towards. So Indiana is the place to be right now. It's the hot spot. I mean, we, we might have to start looking for real estate out there. We might be moving out there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The Motor Millennials race team. Yeah. Hey, hey, you never know. You never know. This is definitely, I would say, some of the biggest news probably in the NHRA in most recent years, right, Zach? I mean, that this is this is pretty big, especially when you have someone like Tony Stewart um coming in, um, who obviously has done a lot of racing 
in his career. Um, and he's touched all different facets of racing. I, be- I believe he's, he, you know, obviously NASCAR. I guess let's, t- let's start there, right? Mm-hmm. And Zach and I were talking about this when the news first broke that you can picture his car with the Home Depot logo on it and his cutout in Home Depot. When I used to go to Home Depot with my dad all the time, I remember seeing that. They, they had like one hanging up above the big garage door you walked out. And um, so it kind of, you know, really just got you amped up. Um, and really, he, at least for me growing up, was a face of one of the faces of NASCAR, along with like Jeff Gordon, you know, Dale Earnhardt and Junior, of course. Um, but I mean, when you say exactly, he's like, he's a racing icon and legend. There's no oh. denying that. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, my dad worked for home Depot for the longest time. And when I was little, you know, late nineties, I remember when Tony Stewart was sponsored by home Depot at first and instantly he became my favorite racer because, you know, my dad worked for home Depot. I thought it was really cool. My dad liked him and uh, we still like him today, obviously. And the fact that he's branching out into uh, NHRA, you know, our world is uh, it's really cool to see. You kind of thought that something was going to happen, you know, as he was getting, I think he got his license and he was making passes and Leah's top fuel dragster. I think that was earlier this year. Yeah. So you had to wonder. I think they were doing Vegas and maybe Charlotte too. I think you're right. Yeah. So you had to wonder when, if, and what, and when he was going to dip his toes, whether as a driver or I didn't really know about team owner, but Hey, I mean, that's awesome. He is a part of Stuart Haas and NASCAR with that, that race team. So it does make sense. He's, he's, he brings a lot of experience and know-how to, um, and the NHRA. Yeah. And during the press conference, they did, he did say that he's kind of had some interest in this dating back to 2009 when he, um, attended a race, but I think I'm sure recently, and I'm not sure exactly how, um, oh, I guess anyone who doesn't know, he is now dating Leah Pruitt. Yeah. They're um, engaged and they're engaged and will soon to be married. Um, so they've been racing. I'm going to say two years. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's the exact amount of time, but about that. When he was at the racetrack with her, especially during 2020 when COVID was going on, um, Don Schumacher, who Leah races for, um, was kind of showing him around and letting him, you know, hang around the scenes and um, be around the crew and kind of get a feel for everything. So. I think once you're in a setting like that, especially something as exciting as drag racing, you get bit by the bug pretty easily. And I think that's what happened with him. And he's naturally, he, he doesn't really like to spectate as he says. Um, so he, he probably is like, well, I'm, I can't drive as good as some of these drivers, but I can definitely own a team and be a big part of the action. And, and now he gets, if he wants to jump in a car, make a few test passes. I guess he has the option to. So pretty smart move on his part. Yeah. I was going to say when he said that, that he's not a good spectator that hit home because I'm the same (laughs) way. Like it's really hard to sit at home and watch racing or to be at the track and not be racing and just watch, you know, it's fun to be a crew, a crew, uh, crew person every now and then, but you always wish, wish you were a race. I know it's always, we get the itch every time we're there. So it's, uh, yeah, it hit home and made him, made me feel like I was connected to him in some weird way. (laughs) <laughs> but um, speaking of Don Schumacher, like you said, I know Tony also did mention in the press conference that he is currently in the process of purchasing some equipment um, and some tools and you know whatnot from Don Schumacher Racing to be used for Tony Stewart Racing. So 
it seems, you know, that there's a good relationship between the two with Don and Tony. It's not like Tony stole two of his drivers. It, it seems like there was a strategic move by both parties, you know, kind of behind the scenes that no one really knew about until last week, obviously. So, you know, that, that's, that's good to hear. There's no, you know, bad blood over, you know, people poaching racers from another team or anything like that. And, uh, you know, it's pretty interesting, Lucci. When you look back to Don Schumacher racing from 2020, the only racer that's left is Ron Caps, which mm-hmm. we don't we're, we don't know much about that situation. I think he's still on board for next year, but I guess we'll we'll learn more as that as the time progresses leading into next season. And and then recently the news broke, uh, which I'm very excited about that Tony Schumacher is going to be coming back to DSR. So for a full season, um, he he did a few races in 2020, but really, you know. He what he said on his Facebook post was he wanted didn't want to just do a race here or there he wanted to compete and he he misses drag racing and, and um I mean Tony Schumacher you know you get I'm I'm always happy to see him at the track <laughs> oh yeah he's super friendly you know when you get his autograph and take pictures with him and everything like that and not only that I mean he's an eight time top fuel champion he has yeah. eight, 85 event wins I mean he's literally probably the best top fuel driver or one of the best, you know, arguably in the history of the NHRA. So for someone like him to get back in the the saddle again is going to be very exciting, you know, yeah. to, to watch yeah. and see. We, we, it's, it's shaping up to be an exciting uh, 2022 season. We touched base on Leah who's dating Tony Stewart. Um, I don't think we said really who's going to be on the team for TSR. Um, not DSR. TSR, right? <laughs> um, so that's going to um, be comprised of Leah Pruitt herself running the Top Fuel Dragster, and then Matt Hagen uh, r- running the Nitro Funny Car. So um, just a few stats on Leah. She has 12 uh, career wins, nine in Top Fuel, and three in Pro Mod. And let's not forget, she's also won one factory uh, stock showdown championship as well. So really good uh, racer. Um, She's obviously proved uh, what she can do on the track over the years that she's been racing. And then of course, Matt Hagen, who's a three-time NHRA champion. I mean, I love Matt Hagen. Uh, I just think he's, and he owns a cattle farm. How can you not like him? So um, I think that it's going to be a great team. I'm excited to see how much they grow over the upcoming years. Um, and you know, there are already there's two drivers that I think they're gonna they're gonna grow even more. Um, sometimes change is good, and I, I know Don Schumacher Racing is was a great organization that obviously has has had some really great drivers and has celebrated some great wins. But I think. Uh, we got a lot of exciting things ahead for these two drivers. Yeah. I mean, those two plus Tony Schumacher returning, I can't count. I can't count that high with how many wins and, and yeah. <laughs> championships that all they've all had. So, you know, it's, uh, it's great. It's, uh, it's, it's really great for the sport in my, you know, my opinion, which I mean, should we get, we've been reading some different takes and opinions online. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So you want, what did you, you were reading, you know, if you want to summarize some of the things you were reading, Zach, yeah, for uh, you know, of course, I scroll through Facebook. You know what? Uh, who doesn't? And uh, 
I saw, you know, a lot of people were in support of it. And I see some people where they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't like this, you know, for whatever reason. And I don't understand what reason, because you think about it, like Tony Stewart has a massive following in NASCAR and dirt track, any type, any circle track or go car, any, any of that, all that racing. I mean, he, you know, he's involved in so much and all this is doing is bringing that audience audience into NHRA now. And he is a huge following. (laughs) They're going to be watching these races. They're going to be attending these races. They're going to be helping pump money into the sport we love. And plus we didn't lose any drivers, right? Like Leah didn't leave. Matt Hagen didn't leave anything. We just gained a team. Yeah. Don Schumacher racing might've gotten a little bit smaller, but in reality, and we're, and Tony Schumacher came back, not saying it's because of this, but there had to be some sort of correlation to it. I would imagine. Um, you get him back and Tony Stewart is now in drag racing. So I cannot see a negative. Yeah, Zach, I think you hit it in the nail right on the head. Um, it's great for the sport and we're going to see um, some really great stuff come out of it. Um, like you said, the main thing is building the sport and the fan base. And um, I've always felt that the NHRA doesn't get the recognition or the light that it should um, you know, personally, I think the NHRA drag race, drag race and mellow yellow series is way more exciting and interesting than NASCAR. That's my own personal opinion. The camping world um, series now. Oh, I'm sorry. Camping world series. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for camping world. <laughs> um, and I just think, you know, when you get right up next to those cars and it's, you can feel the ground shake and the the smell and everything. There's just nothing like it. And I think as more people start to get exposed to it, um, then they bring their friends and their family and, you know, and I know when we were at um, Maple Grove for the event um, back in September, um, speaking of camping world, there's a lot of people camping out there for the event. So, You know, I, I and it was packed. It was really packed more than I've seen it in in a in a long time. So I think with Tony Stewart bringing a new fan base, and um, it's only a benefit to the sport. So let's go. Completely, completely agreed. And uh, you know, on top of that, you bring it bringing a friend that's not familiar with, familiar with drag racing. They fall in love with it, and guess what? they might be showing up at your local racetrack next year with a race car getting into it themselves. So exactly. It's all big. There's a big, um, you know, top well, to bottom like, effect here. Just like Tony, Tony Stewart was saying how he doesn't like being a spectator. So we all go to these big races and then what do you want to do? You're like, all right, well, I want to get this car finished or I want to build a race car mm-hmm. and I, I want to race in this series. Um, so it, it helps. It does help support the smaller races it's a trickle down effect you're exactly right i mean i don't see a negative i know i'm excited i know you're excited too so i think it's going to be great for the sport yeah definitely and so speaking of some changes in the sport and some maybe some controversy in the sport brings up our second topic for today's podcast um it's kind of a hot topic. Every time I'm at the racetrack, I was at a wedding and I was talking about it with someone, you know, it comes up more on the bracket racing scene is EVs. The electric vehicles are running 
big money bracket race are at big money bracket races now against, you know, regular carbureted or fuel injected cars. Mm-hmm. Now, just to paint a picture for those listening and, and you, Lucci, because you haven't heard this one yet. This is literally like the computer geeks in college or in high school or college sitting at the same lunch table as the cheerleaders and the jocks. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Right. The only time it works is if it's in Revenge of the Nerds, which is a great yeah. movie. Great movie. <laughs> But that's the only time it works and it's a movie and it's fiction. So it doesn't work in reality. So yeah. um, I've never seen it work. No, no, exactly. And if they did and whatever, but <laughs> long story short, you know, what's going on is a lot of these money races, you know, throughout the country, every time I'm watching it, there's at least two electric vehicles there. Um, I saw electric powered Cadillac last weekend. There's Tesla's almost at every money race. And it's not really sitting well with the regular race, regular racers yeah. like myself, yourself, and people I've talked to. Um, and I'd love to get anyone's opinion on this too, who listens. So definitely, you know, message us and, you know, comment, you know, it's interesting because they don't have electric vehicle. A Tesla does not have the same variables as a carburetor or fuel injected car. The DA doesn't matter. The, the temperature humidity doesn't, doesn't matter. The only variable that would remotely be the same would be wind. Yeah. And when I watch these guys racing the Teslas, those cars are deadly, as you would expect. I would imagine you just have to make sure your chart, your battery charge is, is same is the same or close to it each time you race. Yeah, there's really is nothing. They're not going to spin the tires because they're not set to spin the tires. Like they're they are built to be a slow transition and then pull hard at the top end. You know, um, yeah, you still have to cut a reaction time and you still have to judge the top end, but you might not have to judge the top end as closely knowing that your car is probably going to run the same number that you are dialing. Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting topic. And I know next year, we've talked about this in previous episodes, that they are doing an EV class, I guess, moving forward next season in the Summit Series. So local points racing programs, which we'll see if that actually comes to fruition, how many cars they get. But for the time being and, and moving forward, I don't know how it's going to work. I I don't know. I mean, how would you, what do you think, Lucci, about that? I, I don't think it's racers that have built race cars that are doing this. I think it's a new, um, a new crowd coming in mm-hmm. and I could be wrong, but I, and the reason I say that is because if anyone has built a race car and tuned a race car and raced a race car, they know the level of work that goes into it. It's kind of like taking the easy way out, right? It's kind of like cheating in a sense because you don't have to, there's a lot less things that you have to do in order to get the car to go down the track correctly. Um, I mean, if you, um, you know, even think about like guys who race like stick cars and the diff- the level of difficulty that they have to, compete at versus someone who just you know um they you know have power seats and recline their seats and put their heated seats on and then they you know touch a few things on their 17 inch screen and away they go i mean it's cool you know it's it's different it's it's techy but i just think they should be in their own class i i don't think they should be competing against cars i mean that's that's why we have classes right Mm -hmm. isn't it so that way the the uh the races are pretty evenly matched i mean i don't know i just 
I never really enjoy seeing like, um, let's just say a 13 second streetcar race against a six second dragster. To me, it's just like, I don't want to watch a race like that. Who wants to ra- who wants to watch a race like that? People want to see races that are like really close and cars that are evenly matched. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what makes a great, a great race, not having the energizer bunny, you know, running next to, um, you know, the, the fuel monster. So I just think they need to be in their own class and stay in their own lane. I'm fine if it brings people into the sport, you know, and they, they have their own class to compete in. I don't think, I think it's going, and if they do do that, it might be one of those things where they're kind of at one, going back to your analogy, Zach, they're at one lunch table and all of us are at another, but, um, and maybe we'll find some common ground, but I don't know. I don't want to deal with them. <laughs> yeah. Right uh, yeah. I think you hit it right on the nail right on the head. And I think that, um, you know, what really scares me about the EV stuff is if one crashes, I mean, what kind of a, God forbid, obviously like what kind of a fire or flame would that cause? Like we've talked about before how it's like a radioactive flame. That's hard to put out. Like, I, I don't know, just from a safety perspective, it concerns me as well too, to be honest with you. Obviously I think it's no, it's no, um, no secret that we are pro um, in combustion engines over EVs. So I think this aligns with it. We wanted to bring it up. And uh, cause like I said, it's a hot topic every time I'm at the racetrack or even at a wedding. Like I said, it seems to come up with if they, th- if they should be allowed at big money racing or not. And I think the answer is pretty clear, but Hey, we'd love to hear from anyone who says otherwise, or if you agree. Yeah. And the other thing is like, there's no, no noise really. Right. I mean, so it's like, what kind of excitement is that? I mean, like I, what we were talking about with going to the NHRA and the top fuel classes versus other sports. I think that's part of the whole experience, like is the the noise and the sounds and the smells and that that's, that's drag racing. Like do those cars, Zach, do those cars even do burnouts before they get up to the line? No, they just drive, they drive around the, the water box and just go down. They I don't, they don't have ra- drag radials on, as far as I know. They just have this. They literally just drive it off the showroom floor. And you know, to your point about tuning and building the car and fine tuning certain things, that's all part of the sport, right? I mean, that makes winning so much more. Uh, like you feel so much more accomplished, and it really just puts the icing on the cake when you win. Is like you know that you were up late last night thrashing on the car, or this thing you changed with the suspension or whatever, it worked. Whereas something like this, it's kind of like, yeah, no. yeah, it's like I don't got to do anything. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I could win a lot of money for it, but it's like, it's almost just like becomes like a computer game. Yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, you know, like I said, we want to hear uh, some feedback, what you guys think as well. And this, it's a hot topic. So uh, definitely, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, you can let us know what you think on our social media channels um, at Motor Millennials on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and as always, you know, be sure to check out our website, motormillennials.com. We are in the process of putting out some new new um, apparel, some new some new designs. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And if you haven't already, go snag yourself a shirt. They're cool. Or actually, it's sweater weather, baby. It is. Get a hoodie. Weather. Get a hoodie. I can vouch for it. I'm wearing one right now. They are super comfortable and they're stylish so just saying you might be coming out with winter socks too so stay tuned yeah maybe some wool socks or something you know <laughs> something uh something cool like that but um thank you all for tuning in 
leave us a, a rating on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a comment. Leave us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we'll catch you next week. Keep on motoring. Hit it.